Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. You know, I didn't do any running around really this weekend. Well, that's not true. Uh, I had said something to you Friday about my brother Phil, and he is the Marine that he's called in a couple of times. I don't think he gets to listen anymore, but he's not doing really well. He's He's been uh, battling some sickness, and uh, we went over there. And my husband mowed his yard, so he was busy. <laughs> I just sat in the in his house and visited because he wouldn't let me do anything. Anyway, other than that, we had a pretty pretty uh, laid back weekend. We've been running and running. It seems like for I don't know how long, and so we were kind of. It was kind of nice to have a little rest. But now we're back to work. You know what I mean? So let's go to the Lord in prayer. And today again, I know I did this one day last week. I want us to say the Lord's Prayer together. For such a time as this, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Father, We pray for your power and your glory to be forever in this land, in this world. Your children, Father, have forsaken you, and it is our prayer that they will unite, that we will turn around and come back to you and start living for your righteousness and for your glory. And that what we do now, Father, may we understand that it affects the generations to come. It's for such a time as this, in Jesus' name, that I pray once again. Amen. I'm kind of excited about some of the articles I have to share with you today. But for probably not for the reasons that you might think. Let me give you the titles of these two. I have several others that we're going to talk about. A Willingness to Win. That's one title. Conservatism, Inc. Fiddles While the Republic Burns. There are so many articles explaining that the left is whooping the right. And the right, in my opinion, and is more concerned about the party than they are about your liberty. I do not believe in coincidences, by the way, not when it comes to what I'm going to talk about on the air. So as I sat in church, the pastor read the verses to a really old hymn, one that's in our hymnals, but we don't really sing. And this morning's devotional was Organizing for Battle. And, of course, it referenced young David preparing to take on Goliath. My concern is that the right, meaning the party, 
doesn't have a strong desire to win the battle. I'm not sure they really see a battle. But my biggest fear is that we, the people, don't really know what the battle is. So what are we fighting for, America? You know, our government has sent many of our young men and women to battle, telling them they were fighting for other people's democracy. We know now that's not true. Vietnam, we pulled out and let them slaughter those we left behind. Sound familiar? Afghanistan? I believe the battle was a military complex and contractors who make a ton of money. That was the reason for the battles there. And at the expense of American lives and other lives, Halliburton and the Cheneys made lots of money overseas in the Middle East. Liz Cheney is not fighting. She's not going to fight for Americans, ever. But she will protect the party. That is the rights concern. I did my little air quotes. So are you willing to fight America? And what for? What would we be fighting for? When I say fight, I don't necessarily mean pick up a gun. There's much to be done today. We are running out of time, though. And I, for one, am sick of Republicans tell us, telling us of these polls that Trump can't win. They have let him and we the people down at every turn. The party I'm talking about. Since we elected him in 2016, we've had to battle not just the Democrats, the left. We've had to battle the right, the Republicans. And when the 2020 election was stolen, and it was obvious, it's obvious it was stolen. Many Republicans wanted to ignore it, sweep it under the rug, or we'll take care of it on the next election. Or say it wasn't so. It didn't happen. Without looking at the evidence, the Americans were actually busy gathering. The Americans, people outside of the party, were gathering information. The party ignored the Mitch McConnells, the Lindsey Grahams, the Liz Cheney's, the Paul Ryan's, and many, many others. The articles I mentioned above point out that the Republicans, the party, aren't battling the left as they should. You know, fighting fire with fire. They always wait till they have to hit back, and then they just kind of punch back. You know, they don't really smack them one. These are figuratively speaking people. <laughs> And if the Republican Party loses as a party, it will still be putting on the theater in D.C. But you and I, we the people, will have lost our precious constitutional republic and our liberty. You see, they're fighting for democracy and oligarchy. They're not fighting for you and for me. They tell us that Trump can't win. So all these Republicans... I won't call them conservatives, in my opinion, are throwing their hat in the ring and running against President Donald J. Trump. Larry Elder is one of them. The Governor Hutchison is one. Mike Pence possibly is one. And I don't know. There's some others that are in politics that are throwing them in. I know Vivek Ramaswamy is running. I don't consider him one of the party. (laughs) I don't. 
But I see these people running as something wrong and disloyal to President Donald Trump, yes. But mostly I see a disloyal to the people. And I see this as a slap in the face to Americans, especially those who are being held prisoners. When was the last time you heard a Republican stand up, recite the Lord's Prayer, and sing the national anthem? Wait, they're too busy holding hearings and investigations, pretending they're angry at the left. Who are they fighting for? Well, it's not for you and for me. What are they fighting for, America? What are we going to fight for, America? I am a soldier of the cross is the hymn that they read. It's by Isaac Watts. And if you don't know who Isaac Watts is, he wrote lots and lots of hymns. And the one you, everybody non-denominational, would know is Joy to the World. The other would be When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. But this is questioning, am I a soldier of the cross? Now, don't hang up because you think Beth's having Sunday school. But I'm going to tell you what. What we're experiencing here grows much, much deeper. It is Marxism. Marxism is anti-God, anti-Christianity, anti-everything except Marxism. We are fighting a battle. And it's not with flesh and blood. So I will share the words of this, and we will continue when we return. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we will be right back. Elmer Heinrich here to talk about minerals. Most people are aware our topsoil is depleted and our foods, especially fruits and vegetables, lack many minerals compared to years ago. Maybe that's the reason the world is sick. Now, according to Dr. Linus Pauling, our bodies need 60 minerals every day, but on average, we get less than 12 minerals from the foods we eat. Immuno 150, an incredible nutritional supplement that can fill the gap because It contains 70 colloidal plant minerals and 80 additional nutrients, 150 in all. A month's supply of Immuno 150 is available for $54.95 by calling 888-310-5252 or on the website immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. The 70 minerals are the key to good health and longevity, so call 888-310-5252. You'll be glad you did. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat 
fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Now is the time for all good men and women to come to the aid of their country. Pledge to buy American. In these inflationary times, our Made in the USA companies need your support. American consumers do make the difference. When you buy American, the money you spend stays in America. Liberty Tabletop is a great company and the only flatware made in the USA. Why would you buy your tableware from China? Just say no and say yes to Made in the USA. Visit their website where they are actually partnered with other Made in the USA companies. LibertyTabletop.com. Better, safer, beautiful variety and great art. More than just forks and spoons, they provide liberty. LibertyTabletop.com or call 844-386-2338. 844-386-2338. Now is the time for all good men and women to come to the aid of their country. LibertyTabletop.com. 844-386-2338. 844-386-2338. Buy American and bring America home. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. So I'm going to read you. There's just four little verses to this hymn. And it is a hymn with a question. So he's questioning himself. And I think that's good for us to do. Am I a soldier of the cross? A follower of the Lamb? And shall I fear to own his cause or blush to speak his name? Must I be carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease while others fought to win the prize and sailed through bloody seas? Are there no foes for me to face? Must I not, must I not stem the flood? Is this vile world a friend to grace to help me on to God? Sure, I must fight if I would reign. Increase my courage, Lord. I'll bear the toil, endure the pain, supported by thy word. What are we fighting for, America? When the pastor read this, when I read it just now, if you're a Christian, he made the statement, (laughs) we're soldiers whether we like it or not. I guess I'm going to ask you today, are you MIA? America, are we missing in action? Are we letting the parties duke it out when it's no real duke at all? Where are you sending your support? Who are you trusting in? Do you know what you're fighting for? It isn't the democracy of people in another land. It is for liberty in our own land. For we, America, are under oppression, and in my opinion, the two-party oligarchy are still working against us, both of them. I have a story here of a little soldier. You know, I don't know if it gets you emotional. Maybe it's just that I'm getting older. I don't consider myself old yet, but I guess I am in the eyes of many, but This 12-year-old, and that's about the age that David was when he slew Goliath. 
He wore a T-shirt to school, and it stated there are only two genders. His name is Liam Morrison, a 12-year-old boy, and he attended John T. Nichols Jr. Middle School and brought his case before the school board on April 13th. It has a video in this article. I did not watch it. I just decided to read the article. The young man claims his father had to come to the school to pick him up after the boy refused to change the shirt as requested by school officials. Why did officials make the request, to, according to Morrison? Because some students were complaining that it made them feel unsafe. The words on his shirt were disrupting education. Morrison explained that he was called out of gym class before over the offending and there are only two genders t-shirt and asked to remove it because other students were upset. Yes, he says, words on a shirt made, pe made people feel unsafe. They told me that I wasn't in trouble, but it sure felt like I was. I was told that I would need to remove my shirt before I could return to class. When I nicely told them that I didn't want to do that, they called my father. Fortunately for Liam, his father is sticking by his side. Liam says, thankfully, my dad, supportive of my decisions, comes, come, came to pick me up. What did my t-shirt say? Five simple words. They are only two, there are only two genders. Nothing harmful. Nothing threatening. Just a statement that I believe to be a fact. Unfortunately, Neam, you live in an era where you're not allowed to debate facts, and that is especially so in the very institutions that once encouraged debate and learning. But Liam went before the school board, and he said the following. Who is this protected class? Are their feelings more important than my rights? I don't complain when I see pride flags and diversity posters hung throughout the school. Do you know why? Because others have a right to their beliefs, just as I do. And just like that, a little child shall lead them. I have my own political opinions, and I have a right to express those opinions, he said, even at school. This right is called the First Amendment to the Constitution. His parents done good on him, didn't they? Twelve years old, he took on Goliath at the school board. What did he take them on with? Stones of truth. Smacked them right in the head. What are you fighting for, America? Do you even know what you're fighting for? Who is the enemy among us? I'm very proud of this young man. I wished we all had such guts. There's something that I'm just going to throw out there for you is for a food is for you to consider. Put it in the back of your mind like Mary did all the things that happened the evening that Christ was born and all that was said, and she pondered it all of her life. Well, you need to ponder what's happening. We need to question what's happening. 
I had Rudy get this. Rudy got this article, and then we both said we don't know uh, how it compares to like last year or the year before that. But so far, in four months of 2023, 14 North American plants and factory disasters have taken place. Tri-food hog plants. This is something that Tucker Carlson talked about. In Nebraska, Red River commodities, two fire for, in two fires, they've had two fires in Fargo, North Dakota. South Fork dairy explosion in Demet, uh, Texas. Basic American food processing plant fire, uh, in Moses Lake, Washington. The pickle factory fire in New Jersey. That happened in March. Well, this one's got to be the worst one forever. Chocolate fire fire in the West, West, uh, rest, excuse me, West Reading, Pennsylvania. Root, Ruse food plant in Danuba, California. Giffords manufacturing plant in Skowagan, Maine. I'm, I'm sorry for those of you who are from that area. I don't know how to pronounce that. Ole Mill hog operation fire in Saskatchewan, Canada. W.E. Acres Crab Meal Seafood Plant Processing Plant in New Brunswick, Canada. Dehydration and Processing Pet Food Plant Fire in Wisconsin Rapids, uh, in Wisconsin, in Rapids, Wisconsin. The Pet Food Processing Facility Fire in Anchorage, Alaska. Hill, Hillendale Farms Fire in Basra, Connecticut. And a dairy plant fire in Portage, Wisconsin. That's 14 of them. We're told, well, they're just accidents. Now, I don't know how that compares with how many happened last year, the year before, 10 years ago, or five years ago. Is it up or is it down? And also, let's remember, in Texas this weekend, there was a shooting. It was a neighborhood domestic shooting, and the... The gentleman, if you call him a gentleman, the murderer, the shooter, is at large. He is running. He is on the run. He is a man loose on the run. I would say he's extremely, extremely dangerous. Speaking of danger, I actually saw this uh, headline, this article, in uh, on Friday before I left. But Supreme Court Justice Alito says he has a pretty good idea who leaked the Dobbs decision and why? He says, I personally have a pretty good idea who is responsible, but that's different from the level of proof that is needed to name somebody. It was a part of an effort to prevent the Dobbs draft from becoming the decision of the court. And that's how it was used for six weeks by people on the outside as part of a campaign to try to intimidate the court. And he said he thinks the purpose was also assassination. I want to talk about this just a little bit because they're still being, the court is still being harassed, those conservatives on the court by the left, which is totally illegal. But you know, the right ain't doing a darn thing about it. Why? Because the AG is bought and paid for by the Democrat Party. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back.
And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Right now we're talking about the Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito and the comments he made last week. He says that's infuriating to me. He's talking about the leak and that the fact that they're intimidating the justices. Look, he says, this made us targets of assassination. Would I do that to myself? Would the five of us have done that to ourselves? It's quite implausible. In other words, a lot of people said the justices did it themselves. This is driven around in a basically, basically a tank, and I'm not really supposed to go any place by myself without the tank and my members of the police force. So they've got all this security around them now. And remember, they did have an assassination attempt. We are being hammered daily, and I think quite unfairly in a lot of instances. And nobody, practically nobody, is defending us. The idea has always been the judges are not supposed to be to respond to criticism, but if the courts are being unfairly attacked, the organized bar will come to their defense. If anything, they've participated in some degree in these attacks, meaning the bar. Alito dismissed critics who mock the Supreme Court in his low approval rating from the public and says, well, yeah, what do you expect? When you're day in and day out, they're illegitimate, hearing that they're illegitimate, they're engaging in all sorts of unethical conduct, they're doing this and they're doing that. And of course, I think he's talking back then about what they have done to attack Clarence Thomas. And they're continuing, continuing to attack Clarence Thomas. Now, Schumer can go and support the Chinese uh, spies in New York. Uh, Swalwell, bless his little heart, can go sleep with the spies Diane Feinstein can have one driving around. She said he was a chauffeur, but he wasn't. He was her ex, uh, he was her office manager, a Chinese spy. And nothing gets done about that. But if the Supreme Court makes some rulings the left don't like, then Schumer calls for their assassination. Schumer calls for violence against the Supreme Court justices. Remember that. And he attacked Kavanaugh. And he attacked, oh, I can't remember his name. The one, the first one Trump put in. I can uh, go Gorsuch. Yeah, I wanted to say Gomer, and I knew Gomer one, right? Not Gomer Pyle. Gorsuch. He specifically named them. Intimidating the Supreme Court. And nothing was done about communist Schumer when he said that. Nothing. So what is the fight about, America? Well, this is something funny, and then we're going to get on with this fight. (laughs) I guess they had a black tie and tuxedo dinner at the White House for the media. It's it's, uh, press appreciation or something. I don't know. And uh, Biden gets up and makes a joke. Was it a joke? Well, some of the uh, people didn't take it too friendly, but they need to back up and look at who they really are. So Biden says, in a lot of ways, this dinner sums up my first two years in office. I'll talk for 10 minutes, take zero questions, and cheerfully walk away. For the journalists in the room, he wasn't laugh- who, he wasn't laughing with you. 
He was laughing at you. That's what Jennings on CNN said. Jennings is upset about it. Now, I don't know this, Scott Jennings, because I don't watch CNN. But the guy does not take questions. He's up there joking about it. I'm a pro reporter, he says, and I think the president of the United States ought to have a talk, have to talk to these reporters and not mock them. And, of course, Kareem <laughs> Pierre, Jean-Pierre, said that, are you ready for this, Rudy? I don't know if you saw this or not. She says Biden took takes more questions than Obama and Trump together. Do they think we're total idiots? Or does she think nobody's going to take the press seriously anyway? She denies that the White House is trying to protect Biden from press questions. And, of course, Jennings argued that Trump does take questions from reporters. He's still doing that, and he did it when he was president. We Well, he also demonized the entire profession, Allison retorted. This is a debate he was having on CNN. So it's like, sure, have your critic of Joe Biden, but I would take Joe Biden's stance on the press and freedom of speech over Donald Trump any day. I mean, he wouldn't even go to the dinner because he was such a thin skin. No. He didn't invite them to the dinner. Why should he have a dinner thanking the press when they're constantly lying about him? And to Jennings, I say, what kind of questions is he not taking? Because I've heard him many times. I've heard many times the press ask him what his favorite ice cream is. CNN is not a serious media for truth. None of them are. None of them are. So, he's, they're not, of course, they went into the, the Los Angeles Times where they gave Biden the question. They didn't ever do dare that to dare do that with Trump. They pop quizzed him every day. And remember how long they went after his doctor after he'd had his cognitive uh, tests? And it's physical. A, pre, a doctor that it was president to both Bush and Obama. But when he was pre, when he was the medical doctor for Trump, he was a liar to the press. They wouldn't believe it. So they ask him if Trump took drugs. Remember that question? They ask him, no, he does not take drugs. He did not have anything in his t- drug test. They know he doesn't drink, he doesn't take drugs, and he doesn't smoke. President Trump does not believe in alcohol for himself. He lost a brother to alcoholism. The press is so stupid, and the left is so uncaring and uncompassionate. They hate America, and that's why they hate Donald Trump, including many of the Republicans, Paul Ryan, Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney. Lindsey Graham standing up for Trump, but does he really like Trump? He's a rhino. We all know that. Mitch McConnell, he isn't going to stand up for Trump. For Americans. Well, this is a willingness to win, and it's by Paul Gottfried, and I got this off of American Greatness. 
He says, unlike our Republican gentlemen like Mike Pence and the GOP advocates of bipartisanship, Democrats are intent on increasing their power. They will stop at nothing, basically, he says here. And he gives a lot of history, world history, that I'm not going to get into because it'll take too long. So I'm going to start where he's talking about now. He says, under our Republican gentleman, Mike Pence, and the GOP advocates partisanship, come to mind. Democrats are intent on increasing their power in their determination to win. They exemplify what I have called the thumos factor, a quality of boldness that even adversaries must grudgingly admire. He says the left has their act together and they are out to win at all costs. And the right just sit back there and take the slaps. He said Republican cable TV pundits (laughs) complain that the Democrats are all about power. Although this may be viewed as a moral defect, it is also an advantage when fighting the less warlike. Well, they're they're only against war when it's for our liberty. You know that, right, folks? That's me saying that. He said when when was the last time the Republican president combated the deep state by replacing, where possible, Democratic administrators. Well, Trump did some of that. So we can say that. He said this should be a normal procedure for Republicans. And I said that when Trump was in there. He should have cleaned house and got rid of every one of them. He said, I also have no idea why so many Senate Republicans, please listen, Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell have voted for highly partisan nominees for federal judges and cabinet posts for Biden. So why didn't they fight that? like the Democrats did against Trump. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. I guess because they're gentlemen. We'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled, and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's vine-to-bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjusted fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread, the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. My Pillow 2.0 with its temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. 
Best yet, it's BOGO. Buy one, get one free. MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow.com and click on Radio Podcast Square. Use the promo code Bethann or just give them a call at 1-800-978-6168. That's 1-800-978-6168. Promo code Bethann. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Steyer's George Soros promised to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for companies that stay with us through thick and thin and pain. Join us as we celebrate the companies who support this nation, support CSC Talk Radio. Our All-American Market page hosts companies who are now affiliates and sponsors of CSC Talk Radio, My Pillow, McCall's Candles, Liberty Tabletop, and there's more to come. Whether you contact them via website or by phone, you have to use the promo code BETHANN. These companies have endured the economic storms of bad trade policies and U.S. regulations, and they have earned your business. They take pride in their products. So visit the new webpage, csctalkradio.com, and click on the All-American Market button. That's csctalkradio.com All-American Market button. And always use the promo code BETHANN. we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. The question for today is, what are we fighting for, America? Do you even know? And are you missing in action? This particular article, I'm going to share the last part of it, and then we're going to get on to the next one. He's talking about Republicans not fighting, and they need to fight just like the Democrats. He said, why don't the Republicans in Congress treat their adversary nominees exactly as Democrats treat Republican ones? They went after every one of Trump. I don't even know if Trump had his whole, all of his stuff done when he left office. He says, moreover, it is incomprehensive to me that Republicans have not totally defunded NPR, that's the National Public Radio, which is obvious a mouthpiece for the Democrat Party and the deep state. Does anyone in this right mind believe that Democrats would not have long ago taken such action against a Republican-occupied radio station? Yeah, they're going after lots of things, aren't they? But then I guess that's thinking that the Republicans don't have people in the deep state, too. Do you think the deep state only belongs to the Democrats? Let's cut to the chase here. Exemplifying the the difference between the two parties, a conservative columnist, excuse me, writes in his self-described conservative magazine 
that the need for moderation, and I wrote down here at the bottom, I've always hated that word. Instead of planning for another American revival, they talk about moderation. After the woke's explosion on the left, conservatives could work for social improvement in less dramatic ways. In a fallen world in which those efforts will lead to unexpected and frequently unwelcome outcomes, we should be cautious in our political responses. (laughs) Yeah, cautious has done us a lot of good, hasn't it? But we on the right are not in a situation to plan for modest changes. This is the writer now. The left is playing for keeps. Victory will go to the more ruthless and the more determined. In this case, survival itself may require a willingness to win, which is the title of his thing. And I added, what would our founders do? Pence, being such a good guy, you know, and a devout Christian, this is my my addition to this, remains a political rhino, a moderate first, in my opinion. That's what Pence is. Now the second one. He grabbed my attention, and I'm going to run out of time. Conservatism, Inc., fiddles while the republic burns. One should have a healthy, if only grudging, respect for the sheer force of effort, skill, and chicanery the left perpetrates every day in the pursuit of its goals. Got to admire. You got to know your enemy, and you got to admire what he's doing. You got to fight back, though. Don't. What is it? Don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Is that the is that the old saying? He said, while the left is actually working to achieve generational political power, elites on the right seem satisfied to simply celebrate what? The latest white paper. (laughs) I said this long ago about someone who used to be on this show all the time, and they didn't want to sponsor the show anymore. They were going to go to another direction. What direction did they go in? White papers. I know, I write a lot of articles, too. I don't know if they're going to save America. But they're there to call you to action. He said, the sold-out conference on how the left is beating them in the political arena, is that what they need? Another fundraising year with uh, where 60% of the funds go to promote the institution rather than on-the-ground efforts to implement the ideas. Remember, McConnell threw the 2022 election. The people in certain states who made their choices for primary, he refused to support them and give them the money from the GOP. He refused. He goes in here, too. Oh, I wish I had time to share all of this with you. And he talks about... The institutions, the think tanks. He said, I would argue that most think tanks, especially the ones in D.C., haven't accomplished anything meaningful in the last few decades to improve the situation in this country for the right. 
In fact, they have presented the wrong tactics and strategy with the wrong people on all generation generating false hope among their donors. When I hear people thinking about investing in think tanks, I hear, let's invest in more losing. He mentions the Heritage Foundation in this. I'm not going to go on with that because I'm just about out of time. It's a fantastic article. He is calling us. He's calling them out. I found out a long time ago when I tried to get sponsorship from such things as the Heritage Foundation and other foundations, not just them. They were more about fundraising for their situations or their institutions their think tanks than they were about saving America. Now, maybe the Heritage Foundation has changed. It's got new leadership. It always does. But things aren't getting better. And every time I hear, well, they've started another NGO, nonprofit organization. I said NGO, nonprofit organization is what I meant. I cringe. Because all the money that should be supporting the people that are giving you truth, yeah, I'm talking about me a little bit, but there's others, is going to these institutions who are funding the Republican Party, the Paul Ryans, the Mitch McConnells, the Liz Cheney's, the, the Lindsey Graham's, the established Republican Party. And they are not fighting for your liberty, America. You know, you never hear them say that. The left says the right's ruined a democracy, and the right says the left's ruined democracy, and all of them together have stolen our liberty. So what are we fighting for? If you're a Christian American, and you're not fighting, you're a soldier whether you like it or not. And you must be missing in action. I'm just as guilty. I'm just as guilty. So where are you supporting? Who are you supporting? And I'm not just talking about media or CSE talk radio. I'm talking about your school board members. I'm talking about your county commissioners. I'm talking about your aldermen. I'm talking about all those that the left has infiltrated and the right has done nothing to stop them because they're too busy supporting think tanks and the Republican Party. Because you know what? As Helen Chenoweth told somebody a long time ago when they went to D.C. to fight for property rights, she says, you see what I'm talking about? There are only enemies in front of the camera. Behind the camera, they're good old boys. We have to do what we can to bring America home.